sun. <laughs> sun cut. Yeah. Like BT after midnight. The sun cut. Trying to walk in Milwaukee. You know, make the bucks. <laughs> the sun cut. They go to jewelry. Yeah. Experiment an apocalyptic experience. Apologizing for death. Niggas ain't hearing it. But we seen the signs. We ain't say shit. I guess we in the mimes. It's some clown shit. I'm just a poor nigga with wisdom. One day you catch it. Supposed to eat with your dogs. But ain't nobody blessing. The food for life. The cops watching. We both sketched in. Don't be surprised when they throw a bone in your homie. Fetch it. You on your own, pal. Ain't no best friends. Ain't no true toys. Ain't no new bins. Ain't no family trips. That's where we follow trends. Ain't no love in the town. That's where the hate blends. The cops ain't after helping. They just apprehend. Error of application. The robots are men. Error of conversations. Even if arguing, we rough around the edges. Even when dropping gems. It's uncut. It's uncut. Yeah. It's that mixtape, man. Uncut gems mixtape. Shout out to the homies, man. Free the homies, man. Salutations. Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, the Uncut Gems Mixtape. I am Ryan Humor and the man with most endeavors that ever so clever about Dale Times handling some gangster business today. So you are stuck with yours truly, Mr. Ryan Humor, a.k.a. Rolex Ryan, a.k.a. your auntie's favorite guy at the gym doing pull-ups. Listen, y'all, it's been a week into the new year and I mean yo like I feel good. I feel good it's the it's the ninth. I mean we nine days in. We got like two hundred and sixty four more days to go or two hundred and sixty six. I don't know that's just quick math for you. But outside of that, yo, it's been it's been alright. It's been like y'all been cool? Man, I hope so. I hope so because the Omicron been running the muck. It's been getting people locked up and locked down. One of my boys told me they closing all the schools where they told me he told me they closing the schools near his house. One of my other friends said they're not closing those schools and he hoped that they don't close no schools because he said FTK. If you don't know what FTK means, the first, last two parts is those kids. The first part don't stand for favorite. So, yeah, that's where we at right now. I got a few things to catch y'all up on. You know, last week we had the curious case of the most infamous, well, most illustrious Antonio Brown. Uh, he decided to get, uh, I'm not going to say butt naked, but half naked, pop top, and then dipped on out the field, which was wild because me and Abel Del Time went out of our way to make sure we got the episode recorded pretty early for y'all. By the time the episode dropped, this had happened. We missed out on the whole thing, but luckily, luckily, the situation continued to grow and 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 frustrations built out over the course of the whole week. We thought it would die down, but luckily it didn't because, yo, we got some, ins- not we, we got, I'm going to say we, we got some insight on that for y'all today. Uh, basically, first, I do want to talk about this Omicron thing. I got a quick question for y'all, just really though. Some of y'all, that's like, how do I say this? Some of y'all that are happy we out of lockdown, I know some extroverted people that got really used to the introvert hermit life and they didn't want to leave the house and I know some introverted people that was like, yo, this is the vibe right here. This is the vibe. So are y'all ready for another lockdown? The only reason I ask is because we getting real, real close to it. One of my really good friends, he's really close into the government. He don't work for the CIA. I mean, I mean, he's 
he's like he's like an assistant to a mailman. So, but he's close. He's close to government. He's real, real close. He told me, "Yo, they got sent home to work from home for a couple of weeks just until things until things died down a little bit." So, shout out to About Dell Time because he was right. About Dell Time was absolutely right when he said that they're gonna wait for these holidays to go by, b. And then once we get all this money spent up, they're going to try to put us back in the house. That's what About Dale Time said. Actually, I'm going to say it the exact same way that About Dale Time said it. About Dale Time was like, all right, man, this is what's going to happen, right? So after everybody spent all their money, J. Cole, what's going to happen is that they're going to hit everybody up and be like, yo, we got, we got, we got to lock everybody down. J. Cole, because Omicron is causing problems, J. Cole. And then essentially... We just finna be locked down until summer again, J. Cole. So it's gonna be a cold summer. That's how about Del Tom would have said it. I don't wanna I don't wanna like I don't wanna misquote his words, but that's how he said it. That's what he would have said if he was here. So, you know, shout out to About Del Time for handling this business and uh, just predicting stuff right per usual. Working on the weekend per usual. That's how we do. So I just wanna I wanna let y'all know, man. Did y'all see what happened with A B? Did y'all see it? Did y'all see it? If you guys didn't. Check it out. I mean, I'm pretty sure you did. It was the only thing they were talking about during during the NFL week, which is wild because, like, there was a lot of stuff going on outside of that. No, no, no. Let me not lie. Nothing else happened outside of that. But we do. We are in some interesting situations like the Niners. If like the Niners is going to make the playoffs if they beat the Rams today. I mean, as you're listening to this, as you're listening to this, that decision has already been made. So there was that, like the Niners might make the playoffs. And if the Chargers and the Raiders were somehow to like tie, they would both make the playoffs at the same time. So a lot of stuff happened, but nothing as interesting as somebody quitting mid game. Your boy quit mid game, mid game. He quit in the middle of the game, which was wild because like they was down 14 points and he quit. He quit while the other team was lined up on the other side, like which is wild. So he quit. And they vilified him. They said a bunch of stuff. People said things like, oh, well, he was trying to get, he was upset because he wasn't getting as much balls as about as Gronkowski. Oh, he was upset because Tom Brady was looking him off and he wasn't getting the rock. All this stuff, right? They say he didn't want to play because his ankle was hurting. So it was all these like varying, if you would say, stories and narratives coming out of the camp. Bruce Aarons was like, yo, well, I didn't even know he was hurt. I wasn't even sure he was hurt. I didn't know nothing about it. So the whole week, this whole media portrayal of him just being this horrible person that quit on his team is just being, you know, perpetuated throughout the week. And then Antonio Brown's lawyer releases a statement talking about his foot hurt. He said it hurt the day before, and he said that he probably wasn't going to play, wasn't going to be ready to get in the game. They released these text messages. Now, after these text messages were released, Bruce Aarons is like, yeah, uh, well, I didn't know he was hurt, but um, I told him to just get the F out of here because, you know, um, yeah, because he, he was quitting on the team. So... Just off the rip, Antonio Brown releasing these messages just shows that Bruce Aarons was being untruthful when he said he didn't know he was hurt, right? Because, you know, people screenshot text messages. But maybe in the heat of battle, Bruce Aarons like, yo, you just got to go. I don't care about your foot. And I heard some football players say they shoot us up with stuff all the time. And some football players was like, yo, that's not cool. We don't want to play hurt sometimes. So there's that. So throughout the whole week, we've been hearing these things about how bad of a person he is, how cocky he is, all these things, right? Everything you could possibly hear about this man. This is what happened. Antonio Brown did an interview the other day with the Full Send podcast. He went on here and did an interview on a Full Send podcast. It's called Full Send. This was the first time that we heard him speak since the whole incident. In fact, this is the first time I've ever heard Antonio Brown speak at length. Now... 
Let me walk something back for y'all. Just a second. Let me walk something back. I'm going to be honest with you about one thing. This is, I'm going to tie this together. Check this out. I used to always defend Kanye. I would always be like, nah, he's misunderstood. He means this. He means that. Y'all tripping. He means this. He means that. Until Kanye sat down with Charlemagne several years ago and spoke at nauseum. And I was like, oh, oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. You're delusional. Oh, not even delusional, just contradictory. I'll say that. I don't like saying people are like, I don't like, I don't like saying people, everybody lives in their own world. You know what I mean? I'm not one to go out my way and call nobody crazy and nothing like that. Like we all move the way that we move. But I'm like, oh, I get it. You're contradictory, right? For the sake of respect, I'm going to just say highly hypocritical and contradictory. So Charlemagne let Kanye speak for a really long time. I'm like, okay, I get it. Oh, I understand a lot of things people have said about you. They must be true because what you're saying, like the pattern, what you're saying is consistent to what other people are saying about you. The only difference is that you're using, you're using the word, let's say you're saying green and they're saying till, or you're saying aquamarine and they're saying till. But I, but you know, if you let someone speak long enough, let people talk long enough, they'll tell you the truth about themselves. I say that to say the whole week, the whole week, the whole time a lot of this has been going on. I've been like low key, not defending Antonio Brown. I haven't been on Twitter and like YouTube fighting people. I'm like, I just love to hear his side of the story. I would love to hear a side of it, you know, because I feel like there has been other times where you would say maybe there was a tantrum thrown, but it was misunderstood. Like when he was with the Raiders and he got his feet messed up inside of the cryo chamber thing because he wore socks. You're not supposed to wear socks and you're not supposed to wear your own socks in there. You're supposed to wear the special socks they give you along with flip flops. If you wear socks in there, you'll get frostbite. Same thing happened to Andre Iguodala. It almost happened to me because I, I forgot to put the other socks on. I've been in one of those chambers before. Then they also had an issue with the helmet. When all these issues happened with the helmet and then with the socks, he decided to quit on the Raiders. Didn't want to go to practice, which cost him about $30 million, right? But when all that happened, I was like, well, you know what? Maybe he's misunderstood. I understand. You know, things happen. Then he goes to Patriots and we get these sexual allegations that pop out. You know how those go because whenever you pop in, whenever things start looking real, real weird for you, suddenly people got touched. I'm not saying people don't get touched. I'm just saying it's weird how like once you end up in like trade disputes and so on and so forth, people start saying that they touched you. Same thing with Deshaun Watson, 30 allegations of sexual misconduct from masseuses, but there's no been no charges. And that's when he said he wanted to get traded from the Texans. We ain't heard nothing else about it. I'm not saying it's fake. I'm just saying it's interesting how all these things come to light. The Patriots didn't want them to do it, so they let him go. So once the Buccaneers thing happened, it was like, he's got a pattern. He'd be wilding out. He don't even know what he's talking about. He's rude. He don't respect his teammates. Woo, 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 woo. And I'm like, man, give that man a chance. Y'all listen. I watched Antonio Brown's full interview on the Full Send podcast. And let me just explain something to y'all. How do I say this? After telling y'all how I felt about First Glance and telling y'all about how I felt about how his media portrayal went over the course of the week, I'm going to just say that after I watched this, I was kind of taken aback. I was taken aback. And you know why I was taken aback? Because there's a lot of times when I do my own research on stuff and I hear things that other people say. And for research purposes, I have to watch shows that I don't want to watch. right. So I watched Undisputed and Skip Bayless said, I heard from a close source that Antonio Brown was upset that Gronk was getting more passes than him. And I was like, what? Why would Antonio Brown be jealous of Gronk? Like Antonio Brown is cold. Like why would that even matter? 
Antonio Brown went on full send and made it very clear. Yo, Tom Brady, if Tom Brady's really my friend, then why am I getting paid less than Gronkowski? Why am I on a prove it deal? So there's obviously some type of like uh, uh, jealousy, envy, turmoil between between his position on the team and Gronkowski's position on the team. I can tell you one thing why you're probably on the prove it deal. Because teams be having to trade you. Be- because like they be wanting you to prove it. You know what I mean? So I kind of understand why he'd be on the prove it deal. So Skip Bayless was right, which is really weird because I find that really strange because there's this, right? When it comes to a lot of these professional athletes, people will watch things and be like, yo, how come dude ain't got no big bro? How come dude ain't got nobody to tell him the right thing to do to like not lose out on money? How come this person doesn't have this person to tell him not to hang out with that girl? How come this person doesn't have this person to tell him not to do those drugs? How come this person doesn't have this person to tell them to not drink and drive and drive 110 miles per hour on the Las Vegas trip? We ask these questions, right? And we usually hear the same answer. It's because when you're around yes men, people that just collect the check to agree with you, they probably, they probably just going to agree with you. I say that to say the cold part is that Antonio Brown got these people around him that be like, hey, man, everything you do is right. But those same people will go behind his back and tell Skip Bayless what he said to them in confidence. Ain't that crazy? Ain't that crazy? Like You got yes men around you that say yes to anything because they want to get your check. At the same time, these same people talk to Skip Bayless behind your back because they want to get a check. Right? Ain't that wild? Ain't that crazy? That's why they say things like there's like a quote. That goes around somebody. There's a quote that around the world, not around the world, but it's a common quote that says something like, you can't really trust people to do things for money, or you can't trust like mercenaries because they just do things for money. Like you can't trust a hitman because he's killing somebody for money, right? So if you got people around you that won't tell you no to things because you're writing them a check, just imagine what happens if they get a bigger check. Because I can imagine for Skip Bayless to get that quote and it to be right, somebody had to catch somebody had to send somebody a couple bands and be like, yo, this is what I heard. This is what I heard. And turns out, according to Full Sin, Antonio Brown felt that way. What I don't like is this. What I don't like is I don't, I don't appreciate the way that this has turned into a poor Tom Brady thing. That's what's really wild to me within this whole situation, right? I feel like Antonio Brown can move however he wants to move. He can move however he wants to move. And y'all can feel bad for, I don't know, you guys can feel bad for the Bucks fans. You guys can feel bad for the Bucks fans. If you want to feel bad, I don't, I don't know why they won a Super Bowl last year. They got Tom Brady. They have Gronkowski. I mean, they have Leonard Fournette. They have Bruce Aarons. They got a bunch of, they, for, for football, football heads can name every single player they have who is a high profile player. Me, I'm not a football head. I can name Tom Brady, Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Bruce Aarons. That's uh, uh, Mike, Chris Godwin. I can name a couple people, but the football heads can name everybody. Ain't no reason to feel bad for Tom Brady. People are all oh, poor Tom Brady. Antonio Brown quit on Tom Brady, and and uh and, and, and Antonio Brown he went to Tony uh, 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 Tom Brady let Antonio Brown sleep on his couch, bro. Y'all need to stop. Y'all wilding out. Y'all wilding out. That I, that's the thing when people get these narratives like they say things like, "Well, Tom Brady let let uh, Antonio Brown live there." Listen, listen, listen. Antonio Brown's net worth is I think it's either it's twenty million or two hundred million, one or the other. <laughs> One or the other. And he's from Florida. Antonio Brown has a place to stay that's not Tom Brady's house. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Even even Antonio Brown said this during the interview. Antonio Brown didn't like the way that people said that he lived at Tom Brady's house because he said it, it made it seem like it, they do that. The, the, the media does that to make it seem like Tom Brady's a great guy, which Antonio Brown wasn't saying he's not a great guy. He's just saying 
they write that narrative to make Tom Brady seem like he's even greater than he is, which is true, right? When people say things like, so-and-so let so-and-so live there. Like, bro, it's not like top, uh, Antonio Brown was under the freeway with Dr. Gus Roy with no toes and had no place to stay. He lived there because that's his quarterback. And I guess they became close, which is cool, but the whole he let him live there is so crazy. Listen, a lot of y'all listening right now, a lot of y'all are listening right now that have let people live with y'all. And you know the sacrifice that you made to let somebody live with you that had nowhere to go. And that either panned out really well, 10% of the time, and 90% of the time, you got out hustled. Now, I don't think that if all of us was in the same situation and I'm worth, I'm what's Tom Brady's net worth? I, I, let's say I'm worth, I'm worth, I'm worth 300 million like Tom Brady and Antonio Brown's worth, let's say 20 million. And I say, Hey, you can stay at my house. There's a possibility and we're coworkers. There's a possibility that if I'm worth 300 million, you staying with me doesn't bother me because someone else is cleaning up after you. I'm probably not going to see you based on the size of the house. So that story got to stop going on. I think that's, I think that part's really whack. However, when you fast forward, these are the contradictory terms that I'm talking about that happened inside the interview. Because Antonio Brown also says things like, well, Tom Brady's great, but you know, he can't do nothing by himself. Tom Brady's great, but you know, he can't do nothing by himself. So it's a team thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's a team thing. You know what I'm saying? It's a team thing. It's a team thing. It's a team thing. Over and over again, it's a team thing. It's a team thing. But then when it came down to him talking about how great he was, he's like, yo, I'm, I'm the best. Y'all ain't seen no plays like, who saved the game like I saved the game? Who you know do who who you know do things like A B? It was a why it was the amount of the I'm not even gonna say arrogance because arrogance sounds negative, but I want you guys to know that when I say when I say arrogance, I mean it in the most positive term. The amount of arrogance, I've never seen this amount until I saw Kanye talk on Jink Tramps. Because these guys are the same. These guys are exactly the same. The only difference is this. One makes music. One makes history. One makes fashion. And the other one plays football. The problem is, when it comes to Kanye, you may not like Kanye, but he's going to be involved in your life no matter what you do. No matter what you do, he's going to be involved in your life. Whether you walk past the gap, whether you buy some Yeezys, whether you have a friend wearing Yeezys, whether you're watching one of your favorite movies that got a song on there Kanye produced, whether you're listening to the old Kanye that y'all love so much, whether you're listening to the new Kanye, whether you're in MAGA, because Kanye was in MAGA at one point, dragging energy him and Trump, right? Even if you're reading your Bible, Kanye is involved. So no matter what you do, Kanye is going to be involved in your life. Can't cancel him. And Kanye is a, slow, is a solo mission. Kanye can do things and move in a way that he want to move, but he's still going to produce this one thing he got to produce. People don't really got to deal with him. People got to deal with Antonio Brown. You know why? You guys know why they got to deal with him? You know, I'm going to give you a chance to guess. I'll just say this. The NFL, the NFL season, not the preseason, not the offseason, not spring training. The NFL season is 17 games, including a bye. That's 18 weeks, including the Super Bowl. I think that's going to be like late August all the way to February, the first week of February. That's a long ass time to deal with somebody. So the levels of arrogance and the levels of tolerance that you got to accept from someone who is, uh, I don't want to say a dick. <laughs> it's it's more challenging to deal with those type of people because of how long you got to deal with them. I'll give you guys an example. Y'all ever been involved in a one night stand? 
Anybody, men, women, any of y'all ever been involved in one night stand? Or have any of y'all ever met someone that you hung out with for about a week? Let's say you hung out with somebody for about a week, right? You hang out with them for about a week. And then what happens? You realize, damn, damn, like this was cool, but like I could never be with you. But you had a good time at that time, right? That's what probably dealing with Kanye is like. Because all you need is this album made real quick, right? All you need is him to make this beat real quick. Kanye, Kanye make you a beat over the course of what, a week or so? He produced, he produced Pusha album, Nas album, Tiana Taylor album, and I think a couple more albums all in like the course of over what, like four or five months, right? That's all they got to deal with him for. You got to deal with Antonio Brown for, for, over, for over half the year. If he's on contract, over a year. That's why I think the levels of arrogance are different. You know what I mean? His interview is really telling because you can kind of tell like the level of uh, the level of ambivalence and irresponsibility that he portrays. He showed up to the interview. He's a little bit late because he's waiting on like his Fashion Nova packet so he can rock his Fashion Nova on the show. But he did. But he didn't end up wearing Fashion Nova on the show. But he did Fashion Nova pro. He did a Fashion Nova promo for the show. When he showed up. He want to talk about football, but then he said he didn't want to talk about what happened. He also started talking about all the women that are around, but didn't want to talk about the women that were around. He asked to talk about the stats, but didn't want to talk about the stats. It was a really interesting interview because when you let someone speak for that long, they end up telling the truth about themselves. When I did realize about him, what I found out is this. Even watching an interview of some of his peers, I watched, I watched the full, I watched the Pivot podcast. On with uh with with chat with Chad Ochocinco, and Ryan Clark was a guest on there, and they did a Kanye they, not a Kanye sorry they did a, they did like an Antonio Brown talk they wanted to talk they wanted to talk Antonio Brown on the show they wanted to talk about Antonio Brown and it was dope to actually hear people that know this guy talk about him because you know you get the you get like the talking heads on television that say things and they got they, these OGs like sports sports should be like this and sports should be everyone should shut up and everybody should have everybody should have a good time everybody should shut up and just play the game while I'm at a bar spending all my money on beer and disrespecting my wife through text the players that are all younger than me on TV should be more mature I don't want to hear all. Of, I don't want to hear those old dudes talk all the time. That's why I tip my hat to some of y'all that can watch Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith, and Shannon Sharp a lot because those dudes are out of touch to me. Like they grew up in an era where like there wasn't social media, and they grew up in an era where like it wasn't like where it wasn't. Mm, let's say it wasn't cool to be like an individual. Individual individuality wasn't let's say uh, embraced, if you will. You know what I mean? Individuality was only embraced if you were like if you were a winner winner. Shannon Sharp is a winner winner. Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp, I believe he won two Super Bowls with the Broncos and then he won one with the Ravens. I believe I could be off. Shannon, Shannon Sharp has two Super Bowls or one. So for him to talk a lot of like he does, like he did on the field, it was okay because you know he had the W's to back it up. But now everyone can move like that if you got the personality for it. So anyway, it's cool to hear Ocho Cinco, Ryan Clark, and the and the, the homies on the Pivot Pod podcast talk about this guy that they know from that particular angle. And it was great because Chad Ochocinco talked about training with Antonio Brown. He said he trained with him when he was in the league and Antonio Brown was still at junior college or still in, in, still at the four-year. And the other OGs talked about how when Antonio Brown was training with them, he always wanted to prove himself to them. He wanted to be great. 
And something that I knew was this. If you guys have watched the clip, if you guys have watched the clip, the clip shows Antonio Brown taking off his pads and Chris Evans talking to him like, hey, man, you got to settle down. You got to calm down, B. And then you see Antonio Brown keep taking his pads off. You see Chris Evans do like a quick about face. A quick. He's like, done. He's like, I'm done. And why? Not with a bunch of attitude, but you can tell by the body language, like, ah, I'm done. Because he's that guy. You, you know that body language when someone's done talking to somebody, but not like with attitude, not like a hand up or like nothing like that. But just a, okay, okay, do you. You know what I mean? And when I saw that, I'm like, oh, I get it. He's that guy. He's that, he's that friend that everyone has spoken to, but no matter what, he's going to do what he wants to do. He's that guy. Oh, I get it. I understand now. I finally understood it. Because when I watched the Pivot podcast, one of the OGs asked Chris, he said, hey, Antonio Brown needs people to call him and talk to him and so on and so forth. Ryan Clark said, oh, Tristan, aren't you that guy? Like, you love him, right? Oh, Tristan said, yeah. He said, you could call him, right? He said, yeah. He said, so when it came to them losing that 30 million from the Raiders, all he needed to do was take a snap. It's not, you, you, would you have called him? And he was like, yeah. Another guy said, why didn't you call him? Chad Ochocinco said, man, we've had those talks for hours. We've had all those talks for hours. But the best the best teacher is experience. And sometimes you got to go through what you got to go through. That's the most respectful way of Chad Johnson saying, you can't tell that nothing. That's the most respectful way of him saying it. That's the most respectful way. Because he's one of those, he's one of those guys. And everybody got a friend like that. Everybody got a friend like that. Listen, I'm explaining this to y'all. Let me, let me, I'm I'm explaining it to you. Let's say we out, right? It's me. It's me, Ryan. It's me. It's me. And then we out. And I'm with my boy Jamar. It's me and Jamar, right? Me and Jamar. And then my homie, uh, what's his name? Uh, we say Seth. Seth comes with us. It's me, Jamar, and Seth. Jamar start tripping. I've known Jamar 17 years, right? And Seth is like, hey, man, you going to get your man? He's like, nah, that's just, he just, that's how he moves. I'm not. Oh, that's your boy. You should go get him. Like, listen, man, I know how this dude moves. But like, if he do that, if he do that, the police going to run up and then he going to, listen, I've had every conversation with him possible. There's nothing you can do about it. And then Seth is like, nah, I'm going to go talk to him. So then Seth goes and talks to him for an hour in the club drunk. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. And then Seth like, hey, man, there's no talking to him. You're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. And we all, we all know somebody like that. We all know somebody like that, man. So at times I'll hear these, um, I'll see the, I'll see the tweets and I'll see the talking heads like somebody got to talk to him. Somebody needs to call him. Nah, man, he got everybody around him that he could possibly have. Chad Ochocinco said that T.O. talks from sometimes. Ryan Clark said he was, Ryan Clark said they was actual friends at one point. Ryan Clark, and I get Ryan Clark's kids so they birthday parties with Antonio Brown's kids. You know what I mean? So he's had that, those people around him before, but that's just, that's how he moves. I very much tempt y'all to watch the Full Send podcast. The Full Send podcast was really dope to me because they really, I've never heard of these dudes ever in my life. I've never seen the podcast ever in my life. However, the reason I heard about it was because ESPN, ESPN was like, yeah, Antonio Brown did an interview and he was talking about how uh, Tom Brady's not his friend. You know what's so, you know what's so wild about that? I'm going to tell you what's so crazy about it. ESPN heard that Tom, heard that Antonio Brown did the interview and they didn't even plug the podcast. Dude was like, yeah, I don't remember the name of the podcast, but, and, but they had all the quotes, but don't remember the name. What? 
So let me get this straight. Y'all telling me that another podcast got the interview that you guys couldn't get. They got the interview that you guys couldn't get that you guys would desperately want. You're going to steal all their quotes, even though it's public domain. You're going to take all the quotes from their interview and not even give them a plug? What? What? So, yo, shout out Full Sense for even getting Antonio Brown on the show, first of all. Secondly, I love how they just let him, they let him just talk. They really just let him speak. You know what I mean? Because it's really hard to find interviews sometimes where they'll just let the guests just gas. And they were just, they were just letting him gas. And they try to act, I'm not going to front. I'm not going to front. There was a little bit of like, let's say there was some softball questions. Like there was a little bit of gas. And like, yo, 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 man, you're the greatest. Blah, blah, blah. There was some, but there was also some like, yo, do you think you could have handled that a little bit better? Do you feel like maybe, maybe taking off your jersey and doing it like that wasn't the best way to do it? You know? Antonio Brown said, well, how else was I supposed to do it? The, the game I love, my foot hurt, and the coach told me, get the F out of here. What else am I supposed to do? So I don't want I don't want their name on my back no more. I, want, I don't want this jersey on no more. And it's really interesting to me because a lot of throughout the interview, he says a lot of, he says a lot of it's not what happens to you, it's what you do about it. It's not what happens to you, it's what you do about it. It's not what happens to you, it's what you do about it. He says it a lot. But then won't really take responsibility for anything that's ever happened. He's like, yo, I'm always a bad guy. People attack me. I'm just here to have fun. I want to have a good time. I love my life. He says kumbaya a lot. And he's a funny guy. I'm not going to say the most articulate, but he's very funny. He says a lot of things that had me weak, honestly. 1,000%. I suggest all of you guys watch it. I, I desperately hope you guys watch it. And the cool part is this. My question, my question is like, after watching that, I was like, damn, will he play again? And you know what got me? Him taking off his shirt during the middle of the game didn't make me feel like he would never play again. Because he threw, because he threw like gummy dicks at the police and his like and his ex-girlfriend. Like you throw gummy dicks at the police after you call the police to your house and throw gummy dicks at him. I mean, you probably gonna play again. And he did play again. After he threw gummy dicks, the Buccaneers called him to play again. The Buccaneers called him to play because they needed players. Know what I mean? In fact, Tom Brady was like, hey, I want Antonio Brown. Bruce Arians was like, no, we don't want Antonio Brown. They lost some players. Tom Brady was like, y'all need to call Antonio Brown. So they called Antonio Brown. This is after he threw gummy dicks at the police. So he took his jersey off. I was like, man, man, bro, he took his jersey off. Man, he, he, he going to play again. He going to play again. So then when they asked him on the show, like, yo, do you think you'll play again? Like, do you want to come back? He's like, why wouldn't I play again? I'm not done. My foot hurts. I got to get my foot done. I got to get the bone spurs out, so on and so forth. Woo, 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 woo. He says he's got to get all that done. However, I don't think that taking the jersey off is what's not going to make him play again. I think that that interview he did is what put a stamp on his career. Because the way he was speaking and the accountability, <laughs> the accountability he attempted to take for what happened was like almost non-existent. You know what I mean? So if you watch that, I really don't know if you would want to sign him. However, there's this. Y'all got Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon has his own situation. For those of y'all that don't know who Josh Gordon is, just I'm not going to put all that man business in the streets, but go to Wikipedia, look up Josh Gordon, and find out how long he's been in the league and how many suspensions he's had and how many times he's been back for several hours in the league and had to leave the league. He may still be on like a suspension or like a leave right now. But his talent is so out, his talent is so outrageous that you almost just have to deal with it, you know? Because there's this. I'm going to tell you guys this. 
the proof is the proof is in the pudding, though, Cosby. What do I mean by that? I'm gonna tell you what I mean by that. I don't know who the Bucks were before they got Tom Brady. I have no idea. Well, I know kind of have an idea. There was this game called Quarterback Club '98. <laughs> There's this game called Quarterback Club '98, and I used to play with the Buccaneers. They used to have work done. I don't remember who the quarterback was at all, but I used to run the ball with work done all the time. I also used to pick. I used to pick the Denver Broncos. Shout out to my homie Jay. We used to both pick the Denver Broncos. You know who returned kicks? McCaffrey. Wait, McCaffrey returned kicks and he was a wide receiver. He was the coldest. Ed McCaffrey. I picked the Broncos and I picked the Buccaneers. Quarterback Club 98. That's all I know. That's all I know. That's it. But they got Tom Brady. Tom Brady, whose initials happen to just be TB, just like Tampa Bay. It's a perfect match, right? They got Tom Brady. And you know what they did? Even after all the Antonio Brown, let's say, let's say controversy, after all the Antonio Brown controversy, Tom Brady was like, hey, yo, we should get him. Nah, we shouldn't get him. Then they ran into some, inter- they ran into some injuries, and they had to get him. So you know what that means? You, you guys know what that means, right? Let me explain this to you. If Tom Brady, the GOAT, came to the team and was like, I want Antonio Brown, and they said no, that means the Buccaneers originally didn't want him there. Why? Because of the controversy, right? They originally didn't want him, right? They originally, did, they originally told Tom Brady, no, we don't want him here because of the controversy. Then what happened? They needed him, so they called him. They never wanted him there to begin with, but that's like, damn, you know what? We should call Antonio Brown. So they called Antonio Brown. Y'all know what happened next? Y'all know what happened? The Bucs won a Super Bowl. The Bucs won a Super Bowl for the first time since, since John Gruden was there. So when John Gruden was there in uh, 2000, has it been 20 years? I think, wait, John Gruden won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers in like 2002, 2003, and they had, uh, they had Trent Dilfer, is that his name? Nah, that nah, wasn't Trent Dilfer. What's that quarter? Brad, they had Brad Johnson, they had Keyshawn Johnson, and they had Warren Sapp. This was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, right? Now, I guess they were a big deal again when they got Jameis Winston. They drafted Jameis Winston, right? Yeah. So they haven't, they haven't won anything in 20 years. Y'all call Antonio Brown, y'all win a championship. I don't think that's very bad. You know what I mean? I don't think that's very bad. I think that if you reach out to somebody that's, if somebody says, yo, we got to call Antonio Brown, you say, no, nah, we don't want to call him. Okay, fine. You know, I lose some people. Tom Brady's like, y'all can still call Antonio Brown. They're like, damn, ain't nobody else to call. There's no one else left to call. We should call him even though we don't want to. You call him and then what happens? You win a championship. So if that's the proof, if that's the proof, then Antonio Brown ain't do no Tom Brady dirty. We can obviously see where the need remains. The need remains from that wide receiver. And right now, they ain't got nobody. They're probably still going to win because who knows? Because it's Tom Brady magic. But that's why I believe that he will play again because the Bucs didn't want him before this until they lost a couple people. So you're going to meet another team that's a little bit on the cusp. That's like, hey, man, look, we're going to put you on a prove-it deal so that that way if you quit in the middle, we don't got to pay you nothing. We're not, we're not that worried about it. We'll give you a little bit of money just to win some games, and that'll be it. Why, like, why, why wouldn't you? Y'all remember? I remember when the Niners had Alden Smith. He was a uh, he was a lineman that was breaking all types of records, like dogging everybody. He was killing. He was killing. Alden Smith was killing. It was during the Harbaugh during the Harbaugh days. We was real, real cold. We was real cold during the Harbaugh days. And the thing is, Alden Smith had got he got a DUI, right? Still played like the next day, I believe, because he's that cold. Now, 
he took a, I think, like a year off after the DUI. Then he played for the Raiders. Then he played for the Cowboys. I think last year he played for the Seahawks. Because he's really good. He's really good. So, the San Antonio Brown is never going to play again? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You want to know another reason why I know for a fact that he's probably going to play again? Because the Bucs, as I told you already, the Bucs didn't want him. Tom Brady was like, look, we going to need him. They lose some people. Tom Brady says, hey, man, we got to go get him. So they go get him, right? Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown has a fake vaccine card. What happens? He still plays. Just like Aaron Rodgers. You think the Packers really want to deal with Aaron Rodgers? Do you think the Packers really want to do it? Do you think? Here's the thing. I like Aaron, I like the way Aaron Rodgers moves. I like the way I like the way Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie both move. They're not really flashy with they. They're not really flashy with their individualism. They're just individuals, and they they won't answer the question the way that people want them to answer the questions. I like that. I like that about them. You think the Packers really want to deal with that? No, of course not. But he's Aaron Rodgers. He's the MVP. He's the MVP. What you mean? And I think Antonio Brown is in the same situation. Who do I think will sign him? <sighs> Honestly, I mean to be a hundred. The next stop, the next stop will probably be the Cowboys. The next stop will probably definitely one hundred percent be the Cowboys. I don't really see how it couldn't be. I mean that that's a that that's a whole that's a whole Cowboys situation, if you will. And if not the Cowboys, maybe the Seahawks. I mean, I honestly don't really believe that it's that big of a deal unless people are very sensitive about that interview. Because I personally believe that if you watch that interview, you still decide to sign him. And at that point, at that point, you essentially get what you signed up for. If you're somebody that's just that's just over the hump a little bit, and you got to get somebody that's a little bit cocky with it to deal with them for a little while so that you can win, I think you may do it. The same reason why if you wanted to release a dope album and Kanye pulled up to his house in his MAGA hat, he was like, man, you got to wear that hat in here. And Kanye's like, yo, do you want these beats? You go, all right, man, make my album great again. And that's what happens. That's what's going to happen. So will he play again? Ah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say he'll play again. For what team? I have no idea. I have no idea. But I believe that he will play again. What season will he play in, Ryan? I believe he'll play next season. You heard it here first. He's going to play next season. For who? I couldn't tell you for sure. I can tell it's gonna be like it's gonna be on like a couple a couple day contract. So there's that. So uh, I mean I'm gonna say this. Here's the thing: depending on how things go with these Niners in these playoffs, because while we're recording this, the Niners officially clinched the playoffs. We are back, bang bang Niners game. Depending on how the Niners situation go, depending on how depending on how things go. I mean, we may sign them next year. Who knows? I don't know. Could be. Maybe so. Maybe not. Listen, I'm glad we got to touch on this again. I'm really, I'm sorry. I'm glad we got to touch on this at all. One of our great friends, one of my brothers that I've known over 20 years, homie S. Walton. I said, damn, man. He sent me the article and was like, yo, look at Antonio Brown. I was like, damn, man. It's too bad we missed this. He's like, don't worry. It'll be going on. It'll be going on by next week. And in my mind, I'm like, nah, I couldn't be. But yo, now we still here. You know what? I could be wrong. It was either my good homie S. Walden or it was my twin B. Logs. It was one or the other. In fact, you know, I think they both said it. They both said because I was very disappointed that I wasn't going to be able to talk about this seven days ago. But now I got to speak about it. About Dale Town had some bars for as well, but you know, he was handling some personal issues, some gangster shit. You know how he do in LA. And 
I'm glad y'all still was able to just bear with me and hang out with me so I could break that whole situation down for y'all. Per usual, y'all could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. And until next time, as about the time would say, J. Cole.